So we're going to be doing a new series today. We're going to start a new series. And we're going to be naming this series uh, The Apostle Paul's Ministry. Say that with me. The Apostle Paul's Ministry. All right, because that is the ministry that we are under. Uh, we are not under anybody else's ministry. We are under the Apostle Paul's ministry. All right. Now, uh, in Acts chapter number 28, <coughs> excuse me, in Acts 28 and verse number 18, God directly said to Paul what he wanted him to do. So that's why we're going to do that. From the book of Acts chapter 28 verse 18. And we're going to take these step by step. Today we're just going to do the first one. Open the Gentiles eyes. That's the first thing. Open the Gentiles eyes. Sit there with me. Right. Thank you very much. Open the Gentiles' eyes. Now, we're going to show you that in the Bible, God has said this all the time. It just didn't start in this verse. All the way through the Bible, he has been talking about open the Gentiles' eyes. So we're going to show you all the way in the Old Covenant where God worked and what God came to do through his son, he had one thing to show Israel his glory. See that with me? First thing he wants to do is show Israel his glory. See that with me? The first thing he wants to do is show Israel his glory. So if you take a note, that's a good note. The first thing he wanted to do was show Israel his glory. See, he came to, to, to the Jews but he also had a purpose. And then he came to open the Gentiles' eyes. So he came as a son of God, as a fulfillment of Scripture, and he came to be manifest in the flesh. But he wanted to show the, show the Jews his glory. Now, I don't know God going to allow me on that part today, but they want to see his glory. They want to see his power. They want to see his miracles. But I'm dealing with the Gentiles right now. He didn't come to show the Gentiles his glory, his power. He came to open their eyes. So we want to make sure we see that and understand that. And that's what my ministry is uh, uh, as the following the Apostle Paul. The ministry is to open the eyes of the blind. Those people are blind. All right? Now, so we have to understand, when a person cannot see or know the truth, it's because they're blind. Or they're somewhere where they have not been taught the word. See, if you're in this ministry, you are taught the gospel of Christ. You are taught the gospel of Christ. Not the gospel of the kingdom, but the gospel of Christ. Now, so what I want to do is show you the difference in the world. You got to know when you're going somewhere and you're sitting under the word of God, you have to know what gospel you're under. 
If you don't, you can sit on the gospel of the kingdom and people are preaching to you Jesus, but they're only showing you God's glory. You can't get saved. And I'm going to show you in the word of God, this is why the gospel of Christ is different than the gospel of the kingdom. Under the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel opens your eyes. I'm sorry, under the gospel of Christ, the Holy Spirit opens your eyes. Say that with me. Under the gospel of Christ, the Holy Spirit opens your eyes. Under the gospel of the kingdom, you see God's glory. And so that's what the difference is. The gospel of the kingdom was to the Jews. And what he did was show Israel his glory. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show it to you, then I'm going to move on, because that's not my message, okay? Now, let's go to the gospel of John. Uh, now, remember, part one is to open the Gentile eyes. See that with me? Open the Gentile eyes. That's the first thing God wanted to do, is open the Gentile's eyes. Coming back to this camera. First thing he wanted to do, let's show you that in the Gospel of John. So if you get this teaching today, you're going to know the, how the rest of the message is going to fall in place. So in the Gospel of John chapter 1, and here comes John. John is writing after Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Let me say it again. John is writing after Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. So how do I know that? So when you get to verse number uh, 14, let's just go, to, just go there for time's sake. In the Gospel of John chapter 1 and verse 14, he said, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. See, all this has happened already. So you're reading John. John is now writing to you what's already happened. So he said, the word was, past tense, made flesh, and dwelt among us, see? And we beheld his glory. See, that was their ministry. We beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. See, he had not, he had not released the, 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 the grace yet. See, that's, he was full of grace and truth. He was full of, but they beheld the glory. All right? Now, that is a key verse. They said they beheld the glory. Now, what do that mean? Let's look at the second chapter, and we're just going to go right to verse number 11. So you can understand, the glory is God's power. And you'll see a lot of people trying to use the gospel of the kingdom, showing God's power to get people saved. And people are not saved by seeing God's power. Why do I know that? Because Israel saw 10 miracles that God did in Egypt, and they did not believe. See, that's what you got to understand. And that's why people, the ministry of, of the, we, we, could, we do the ministry here, but it's not for salvation. We pray for the sick. We see people healed, delivered, but it's not for salvation. The gospel of Christ is the saving of the soul. See, here, the miracle is to get you here. 
Let me say it again. Jesus did the miracles to get you here. So if you watch all the people under his ministry, they were drawn to him because they saw the miracles. But until they believed Paul, they still couldn't be saved. All right, now watch this, John chapter 2 and verse 11. This beginning of miracles. Now Jesus just did a miracle. He turned the water into wine at a wedding. And the Bible said this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee. And he manifested forth his glory. Now, what did they see? They saw his miracles. They, he manifested forth his glory. So you can, you can put it this way. Miracles, said miracles, is a manifestation of God's glory. Right, see, so that's what miracles are. It's a manifestation of God's glory. It's not mean, it's not, the, the meaning is not to get you saved. Now, Israel's salvation was to see his glory. But we have to understand that God wanted us to come to the light. So our eyes could be open. See, your eyes are not open just because you saw a miracle. Israel saw the miracles, and yet they hardened their heart. So you got to really hear what I'm saying. And a lot of people, they want to go to churches where there's a lot of stuff going on, and they're able to see, see something. They want to see something. See, they don't want to hear the word. They don't, they'll, they'll, they'll never change just seeing something. Hallelujah. All right. That's why you got to listen to me real good. Now, I'll pick up on that a little later. All right. Now, Israel, Israel would, would not believe. See, you, seeing miracles don't make you a believer. But if you believe, you still can see the glory. Let me show you the difference. Let me say it again. If you can believe the word, God will still show you the glory. See, you, you don't just see the glory to believe. Let me, let me just go show you. Look at John 11. See, you got to be able to understand what you're getting. A lot of people are... And I keep saying that you're in a ministry where you're getting the word, but, but you, you're taking it so lightly and don't realize what you're getting. I'm a pastor, and I've been in ministry 43 years, been pastoring this going on my 38 year coming up, and I'm also understanding that I search a lot of time to see who is ministering the word. You got a lot of people ministering the word, but they are mixing it with law. Law and grace is mixed, so that's, that will kill you. And then you get a lot of people, they just go on by man wisdom. Really, they're nothing but counselors. They counsel you with their own knowledge. That's all they're doing. And they get you all stirred up because they tell you who not to associate with, who you don't need to be around, and what friend left you, and no, ain't nothing but a Man wisdom. It also kills you. See, people don't understand when I talk the tree of knowledge, on the tree of knowledge, I thought I was going to continue that today, but I can't. On the tree of knowledge, good will kill you just as evil, just as the evil. You don't understand what I just said. On the tree, on the tree of knowledge, 
It was good and evil. The good will kill you just like the evil because they're off the same tree. So there are a lot of people going to churches where uh, the word they're getting is good. But it's also mixed with evil. So you got to understand on the tree of knowledge of good and evil, both of those things will kill you. Because only the word of God is pure. Let me move on. Now, in Acts chapter 26, uh, one more time, I'm going to have to go back there one more time. Uh, actually, I'm going to show you John 11. Didn't I? Look at John chapter 11. Let me show you that. Let's start verse 1. The Gospel of St. John chapter 11, verse 1. Now, there was a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany. The Bible said the town of Mary, his sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with the hairs whom brother Lazarus was sick. Now look at verse number 3 and 4 very carefully. Therefore his sister sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou loveth is sick. Watch verse 4. Then Jesus heard that. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory. This sickness is for the glory of God. See, I told you, they was to see his glory. So this man was sick so he could show them his glory. See, he did the same thing as Moses did he showed them the miracles before they left out of Egypt. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to show them his glory before they come out of sin. He came to deliver them, but he's going to also show them his glory. Moses came to bring them out of Egypt, but he also, God wants to show them his power and his glory. How many hear what I'm saying? All right. Now, in verse number four, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not in the death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. That the Son of God may be glorified. See, their ministry was to glorify the Lord. Your ministry is to make sure you're getting the light, which is the gospel of Christ, because you must be delivered from darkness and ignorance. See, the Gentiles were people who didn't know God. But the Jews already knew God. So when somebody already know God, you can show him the glory. But a person can't be saved just seeing the glory. If you come in here, we did miracles, land on the hands and lay on the hands, if the gospel is not preached, the gospel of Christ now, not just in the gospel, the gospel of Christ is not preached, you still can't be saved. Because only the gospel of Christ can open your eyes. And that's why people go to church all their life and they never believe the gospel. They think this is okay and that's okay. You don't know the purpose of the gospel. The gospel purpose, I'm giving it to you under his ministry, Paul's ministry, is to open your eyes. And that's the first thing has to happen when you are saved. Your eyes has been opened. Now you know the truth. 
Hallelujah. So let's get into this word. Now in John chapter 11, let's show you one verse that go with that, and that's verse 40. Then I'm going to get in my message today. The Gospel of John chapter 11 and verse 40. Now he comes to the tomb to show them his glory. And watch what he says to them. Jesus said to her, said I not, otherwise I already told you something before in this same chapter, that if you will believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. See, that's how Israel will be saved. So Jesus did miracles and miracles and miracles with them, showing them his glory so they will believe he's the Christ. Let me say it again. He showed them his glory, his miracles, his power, so they will believe he was the Christ, the son of the living God. If they would just believe, let's look at Matthew 16, 13. See, you have to know what they had to believe to be saved. In the Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13, told you what they had to believe to be saved. Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 13. It says, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, who do men say I the son of man am? So when he would do miracles, they were to believe that he's the Christ, the son of the living God. And as they believe that, they will be saved. So here in verse 17, verse 14, and they said, some say, you John the Baptist, some say lies, and others said, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Jesus said, but whom say ye that I am? Simon answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah. Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which art in heaven. So the Father revealed to him, that's Jesus. He's the Son of the living God by seeing his miracles. Do everybody understand? But it's not going to save you. So let's get to work. Let's go to the book of Acts again, chapter 26. See, until you believe the gospel, which is Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for your salvation, until you can believe, that's the only way you say, you cannot fool God. He knows all. So God knows that it's not what you believe. You might believe that, but you also believe they've got to be water baptized. You believe that, but you also believe we should take communion on the Sunday, which is called the Passover. You still think we're supposed to celebrate the Passover also. See, you, you, your, belief, your belief system needs to be single. What do you really believe? How, how was you really saved? The book of Acts chapter 26 and verse 18. This is Paul's ministry. To open their eyes. I'm not going no further because that's all you need today. So his ministry was to do what? To open the Gentile eyes. Why the Gentiles? Because I'm going to show you the Gentile was the one in darkness. 
Now, last week I gave you a verse. Let me show it to you. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's see what, what you got from last week, chapter 1. See, I'm going to show you, when you get down to the word darkness, you're in a different kingdom now. See, this is where God brought you from. And he told you never go back and do not have anything to do with that kingdom. See, why am I doing this? You know, we get ready to celebrate some, some days coming up at the end of this month. And we got to understand that's darkness. And Satan is the God of that world. See, so that's why you should not involve yourself with darkness. See, it's not all right. It's not all right. It's not a joke. Israel did not get their inheritance because they got involved with darkness. They worshipped a calf. That's darkness. <coughs> God told them, thou shalt have no other gods before me. You, can't, you cannot celebrate evil days and good days. You have the Holy Spirit. You've got to be able to discern good from evil. Let me tell you how the Holy Ghost works. Come to this camera. Let me show you how the Holy Ghost works. See, I have the Holy Spirit. We're, we're saying we got the Holy Ghost, but yet we can't discern. Let's take a lesson on discernment, shall we? I got the Holy Spirit, and the way the Holy Spirit operates in me is through my mind, through my thoughts. You worship God with your soul. So my thoughts, I got to be very careful what I think. Because God talks to me through my thought, uh, my mind, my soul, my heart. So when a thought comes in my heart at one o'clock in the morning and I'm in the bed, and that thought says, arise, Earl, and go in the kitchen because you left a steak dinner last week. Now, it doesn't take much to discern that 99.9% .9 that that thought did not come from God. <laughs> See, it doesn't hurt. You got to know how to discern. But here's another thought came in my heart at one o'clock in the morning that I need to go in the place where I pray and, you know, I'm, I'm in prayer this morning for you before four, like 3.30, quarter four, I'm praying for you in this ministry. Now, when God told me to get up at 3.30 and go pray, we're not going to wait till four, we're going to go a little earlier. Now, I can discern that the devil is not going to tell me to get up at 3.30, brother, and go in the bathroom and pray. Amen. See, all you got to do is just discern is the thought for the flesh or the thought for the spirit realm. 
See, so we need to start thinking when we lead church, God may say to you to do something. You got to know whether that God or not. You got to be able to discern. If you don't learn how to understand the thoughts, then you have a problem really following the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit speaks to us through our mind. We serve God with our minds. And we got to know what the Spirit of God is saying. Now, the Spirit of God is not going to tell you to go out uh, 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 next week and enjoy the end of October in the world and put on evil demonic costume. The Spirit of God is not going to tell you that. See, what it is is we are disobedient to the Spirit. We want to obey the Spirit when we want to. And we, un- we don't understand why we can't walk in the things of the Spirit. See, you want to be led by the Spirit, but you want to rebel against the Spirit. You listen very carefully when the Lord tells you to do something. He, has, he said, have no fellowship. I want you to find that from the wife. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. He said, don't have none. But we think it's all right. There's nothing wrong with it. Ephesians 5.11, just put it on the screen. Have not. This is what the word tell you. See, that's why my wife and my family, we are, we are family being used by God. See, God showed me that years and years ago. He didn't just call me in the ministry. He called my wife and my children. For us to serve in the ministry together. So I had to protect my children growing up. And I had to tell them we, we don't do that. Why, why, why we can't do that? Why, we used to do that. Yeah, that, that before I didn't know any better. We don't do that no more. I don't decorate my house with spider webs. <laughs> and put demonic stuff in my yard. To show the children in the neighborhood, I'm a pretty good dad. Now, if I'm going to set an example, then I'm going to set a godly example. And I want them to one day say to me, Pastor Crump, uh, why? Because, see, I had some people come to my house, and they told me, I want you to support my son because he's graduating. And I said, well, what am I giving the money for? And he said, well, you know, he, he joined this sorority. And he's going to need, and I, just, I, I can't give my money like that. I can't give God money to support a sorority. See, you got to understand, you got to understand, have, put the scripture on, on again. See, we, we, we know what the words say, but we don't want to do it. Read it with me, would you? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of doctrine, but what are we supposed to do? We the ones supposed to be reproving. What do light do? Light reprove darkness. Light say to darkness, that's evil. We stands up against that. We turn the light on. 
And people want to know you different. That's right. You're so right about that. We don't celebrate evil. All right, let's move on. So Paul, Paul's ministry is to open the eyes of the Gentiles. So that's why I call this message, Open the Gentiles' Eyes. That is Paul's message. Now, now let's go into this and show you why this is so important. Now, in 2 Timothy, uh, am I reading something? I said I'm going to show you. Yeah, let's go back and show you. There's a verse I read last week, Ephesians 1, and I showed you some in that verse, and I just want to read it one more time uh, in verse number 15, 16, 17. That's not the verse. Turn them from darkness to light. Now, last week I told you he translated us. Colossians 1. I'm in Ephesians. I'm looking, I'm looking at it. Come on. Colossians chapter 1. Forgive me. Verse 15. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12, 13, and 14. It's what I read last week, what I taught on last week. So in Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 12, you start right there. It says, giving thanks to the Father, which has made us, to be, made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. The saints were Jews. So he made the Gentile, Gentile partakers of what the, the Jews was already had in the inheritance. It says, who has delivered us? That's why I gave you. He delivered us from the power of darkness. That word power mean kingdom. He delivered us from the kingdom of darkness unt, unt, uh, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So God has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So his, his kingdom is called light. That's what I gave you last week. 1 Peter 2.9. I just show it to you before I move. 1 Peter 2.9. See, the kingdom you're in is a kingdom of light. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So that's why the day's message, we're starting a different series, and I'm going to have to go to Paul Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to have to go to Paul because Paul's ministry is to open their eyes. See, that's the number one thing that has to, has to happen with you. So in 2 Timothy 2, we want to read this out of the NLT, of course. I'm sorry. 2 Timothy 2, 24. We'll do it out of both. We'll do it out of King James first, 2 Timothy 2.24, and then we'll read it out of the NLT. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 24. Paul is ministering to Timothy, and he says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, able to teach, patient, 
in meekness, instructing those. See, this is what we're doing. Instructing those that oppose themselves. If God preventure, will give them repentance, those Jews who did not want God. God will give them repentance if they acknowledge the truth. That's what it says. Give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. See, the only way somebody going to change, you got to give them the truth. And then watch what happened once they believe the truth. And that they may recover themselves. Say that with me. That they may recover themselves. Now that's an awesome thing that you can read. You may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Remember, we already showed you the tree of knowledge and how Eve, how Eve was snared. See, you gotta, you gotta see snare as a person who fish. So if you're a fisherman, you use lures. That's what they call artificial bait lures. And what you're trying to do is trick the fish. He doesn't know the difference between a lure and a bait. What he's using is artificial. And that's what most churches you're going to, what they're ministering to you is a lure. They're trying to catch you. They're using false words. They're not using the truth. And that's how the devil got Eve. When, they, when, when, when God told her what to do, the devil came back and told her something sound like what God says. But it wasn't what God said. It just sounded like. And he questioned the word and said, has God said? And then he told her what sound like what God said to her. See, if you go back and listen to it, that's what happened to her. He confused her. He said something like what God says. That's why I always put the scripture on the board and read it. Because I grew up what people said to me. Over there in Mark. You know over there somewhere in Luke, it says this, and then they have quote the verb. See, I call them lazy preachers. They don't have time to tell you what the word says. But they won't tell you a little bit to make them seem like they know the word. And people, go, people just eat it up. They be eating half scriptures. See, that's what happens for the, for the fish. You don't have to give a fish a whole bait. Just give him peace. Because he's gullible. He's easy to be deceived. That's why the, the, the fish market, you ever go to a store where they sell fishing reels? And they sell all the stuff for the fish. It's nothing but lures. Artificial everything. I'm talking about it so artificial until you can see them in the bag moving. 
And all you do is throw them in the water. And all you got to do is lure, lure them in. And that fist, he got it. And didn't know it was for his life. See, that's what people are doing in the churches. They're not giving you the word. They're giving you artificial substance. And you got to be very careful that you don't get the seed. All right? Now, in 2 Timothy, it says, they're supposed to recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who were taken captive by him at his will. And that's what the enemy want to do. He won't take you captive. And that's what all the stuff, that's why I don't have nothing, nothing to do with it. That's why God said, have no fellowship with it. Don't entertain it. See, if Eve had never entertained the enemy, she would have never got trapped. She got caught. That's why a good fisherman, he, 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 he got stuff now that he can put in the water. And it would tell him that fish is in this area. He got, he got stuff that he can put in the water and they'll tell him fish is in that area. So all he does is takes his reel and starts throwing out. Bringing it back in. And all of a sudden the fish keep looking. He keeps looking. And all of a sudden he sees it. The man slows it down a little bit. And all of a sudden, he got it. So you got to understand that's how they catch fish. It should be the same way they catch you. So you got to understand how the enemy work. All right. Now, let's go to work. We already gave you 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24 through 26. Going to open the Gentiles' eyes. Now, I want, I want to take you through this because this is, let's go back to Acts chapter 13 first. In the book of Acts chapter 13, it's where Paul started his ministry. Acts chapter 13 is where Paul started his ministry. And what I want to do in Acts chapter number 13, I want to go to verse 38. I won't take my time because I want to read verse 38 and then it's going to go all the way down to verse 49. We're going to teach out of that for a while. Acts chapter number 13, verse 38. Be it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, now remember, it, when Paul's ministry started, the gospel went from the Jews being saved to the Gentiles being saved. He's going from preaching the gospel of the kingdom to the Jews. Now he's getting ready to preach the gospel of, the, uh, of grace or the gospel of Christ to the Gentiles. So their salvation is changing. Now, now watch how it happened. And the reason why it happened is because the Jews rejected the word. L let me show you something before we start Matthew. I mean, Acts. let's go back to Matthew 10. Let's go back to the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 10. Remember, Jesus already sent his disciples out. Told them not to go in the way of the Gentiles. Go to only the Jews. But the Jews are going to reject the word. And because they're going to reject the word, salvation now is going to be going to the Gentiles. 
See, God been showing them his glory. Every chapter, he's been showing them miracles and miracles and miracles. I'm going to close today with one also. I'm going to close today in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter number 15. I'm going to write that down. Don't let me forget it. He's going he gonna to show you, show you the miracles, but the key is, why did God have to do it this way? Uh, let me make sure it's Matthew 15. I got so much word for you today. The Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter number 15. Uh, yeah, in verse 21 through 28. Write that down, because I'm, 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 when I get to about three minutes, I'm going to teach that. All right, don't want to forget it. So the next 10 minutes, I got, I got 10 minutes before I get there. Now, in Acts chapter number 13, in Acts chapter number 13 is where we're at now. Pardon? Yeah, I got to show you Matthew 10 first, right? Let's do that. In Matthew chapter 10 first, here's Jesus being sent to his disciples. I'm sorry. He just called his disciples. And we're going to start at verse number one. We're going to do one, and then we'll skip down to verse five. Let's go to verse one, and then we're going to go to verse five. Matthew chapter 10, verse one. In verse one, it says, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases because this is the gospel of the kingdom. So he wanted his disciples to do the same thing he was doing because that's how he was going to get Israel saved. They had to see the power. But down in verse number 5, the 13th, he's not the 12. The 12 have their own thing all the way through the Bible. Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles. The twelve was the apostle to the Jews. Now the reason you know that is when I close out today, I'm going to read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I'm going to show you that Paul says he was, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he was seen of the twelve. He let you know he's not one of those. And then the next verse he said, and he was seen also of me, who was born out of due time. So if you just read the Bible, you've got to know that Paul is not 12. So I don't know. If, if you got that, don't bring that here. Paul is not of the 12. Paul is the 13th apostle. His ministry starts in chapter 13. And we may be able to show you why. Matthew chapter number 10, verse number 5. Then these 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not in the way of the Gentiles. Go into, and into any city of the Samaritan, in or not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he told them where to go, and one other thing, we are not the house of Israel. Amen. In case you got that lie from somewhere. But then he says, and when you go in verse 7, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See, that's the gospel of the kingdom that he preached to them. Said the gospel of the kingdom was preached to the Jews. Right. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then it says, heal the sick. 
See, all is always the glory, the power. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver or brass in your purses. Don't take any strip with you for your journey. Don't take no two coats, no shoes, no stay. Why? Because the worthy, the, 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 the labor is worthy, the laborer, the laborer is worthy with me. So they were not to take anything with them. God will provide for them as they will go. That's the gospel of the kingdom. All right. Now, here we are. That's, that's Matthew chapter 10. So he already told them to go, but they wouldn't go. Now, their job was to go. So when you read the gospels, let me show you something why I'm also in Matthew. Because while they're in Matthew, Jesus told them that he will return. So let's go down and look at the verse number 22. You're in Matthew chapter 10. He sent them as sheep in the midst of woods. Told them to be wise as serpent, but harmless as dove. That's verse 16. But let's go down to verse 22. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Remember that gospel of the kingdom was in Jesus' name. And the power he gave them, when the Bible said he gave them power, he gave them power in his name. That's why they said, in such as I have. Well, let me, let me just show you all this stuff. So in the book of Acts, I show you that when I go back. When Peter and John was cast out, uh, raised, healed the man, he said, such as I have, give I thee. Well, what did he have? In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. So you have to understand, that's what he gave them. The power he gave his disciples was in the name of Jesus. We're still trying to use it and make it work. It's just like taking a credit card where there's nothing on it, and we're still trying to make it work. You have the blood of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Why can't we close our prayers in? In the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the gospel of Christ. The gospel of the kingdom is in Jesus' name. That's why the, you, ain't nothing happening because ain't nothing in your car. You, don't, you got a car, but there's nothing on it. Anybody know what I mean when you got a card, nothing on it? Sure it is. All right. And verse number 22. We're in Matthew 10, 22. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. He that endured to the end shall be saved. He that endured to the end. And watch what he's going to tell them. See, he's not talking about you. He didn't tell you you're going to do it to the end shall be saved. He, they, they had to go to the end of their dispensation. Until grace come in. And then in verse number 23 it says, But when they persecute you in this city, well what city was he in? Flee out to another city, for under you shall for, for you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. So he sent them out, and they spoke the priest of gospel to to the Son of Man return. Put that same verse in the NLT. See, you got to understand, the, Jesus was never come back for you. He didn't send the 12 to, for you. That same verse, you want to put up the NLT. 
and I want us to read it together. Just that one verse, 23. Matthew chapter number 10, verse 23. When you are persecuted in, in, in one town, flee to another. All right, I, come on, I need you to read. I tell you the truth, what? The Son of Man will what? We return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. Can't you read? See, but you got people keep telling you that Jesus is coming. Jesus was never told he's coming to you. Read the Bible. See, what happened is when somebody stands and tells you the truth, you, how could he know? All these folks out here got all this money hiding where he could know. Because I spend time with God. Amen. And you will know too if you spend time with God. I just showed you the word. Are you going to believe it? Yes. Let's read it one more time. See, what you need to do is take your Bible and mark in your Bible. It's not what I'm telling you. Jesus himself, can't you see? Jesus told them when he's coming back. He said, look, when, you, when they persecute you in one town, go to the next I tell you the truth, the Son of Man will return, will, the Son of Man will return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. He talking about you. You ain't going to no towns of Israel. How many saw it? Amen. Come on, how, come on, how many saw it? Some of y'all saw it, still won't say you saw it. See, if you ever agree with the truth, you can't believe a lie again. Let me say it again. If you ever agree with the truth, you can't believe a lie again. The way you get delivered a lie, you got to believe the truth. I'm coming to preach to you the truth. People are telling you, oh, yeah, Jesus is coming, and folks sitting up in the churches waiting for Jesus to come. You know why? He don't know the word. I keep telling you, man, I've been ministering 43 years. I was the sea. Me, I was the sea. You know what the Holy Ghost showed me? That you got the Holy Spirit. You get your behind in there instead of the word. These people are lying to you. That's not no truth. Now find that in the book. It's in the book. Jesus didn't tell you nothing about his second coming. You believe a lie, you're going to lose your soul. You believe the truth, you have eternal life. All right. Now, in, well, let me give you just a little bit in Galatia. Not Galatia, Acts. Acts chapter 13, right? All right, let's go to Acts chapter 13. We got we to move fast. That clock already ticking, boy. Now, when you read this chapter, it's the beginning of the dispensation of grace. The Apostle Paul ministry starts in Acts chapter 13. So here's Paul ministry. In verse 38. Now here is all these people been, Acts 236 people, see? They've been baptized in water in Jesus' name. They had to repent. Let, let's, let's do it quickly. Go back to Acts 2.36. See, everything has changed. And these people here have been baptized in water in Jesus' name. And now Paul come out. And now Paul tell them what's, what's, what's happening in his ministry. And now they want to kill him. In Acts chapter 2. Verse 36. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. 
Come on, I need you to read with me. This is why people don't, don't know, don't believe. They won't. Come on. In verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. He's not Jesus no more. He's both Lord and Christ now. He's not the little boy from Bethlehem, Judea. He's your Lord. He's your Savior now. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 13. So when Paul comes out with this message, watch what he's going to say in verse number 38. Be it known unto you, men and brethren, that through this man, remember Acts 2.36, 2, I didn't read the 38, did I? Let me go back because you got to read the 38, man. If you don't read the 38, you didn't get nowhere. In verse 37, Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now, when they had heard this, heard what? That God made Jesus both Lord and Christ. He's not your little, little, little friend from Bethlehem now. You just crucified God's son. What shall we do? They're going to ask. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Well, verse 38, Peter's going to tell them what to do. Then Peter said to them, Peter said to them, John not preaching, Paul not preaching to Jews here, Peter's preaching to Jews. So Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. What are they repenting for? Because they had killed Jesus. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Watch this, in the name of Jesus Christ. See, people still trying to get in the name of Jesus. That's not your salvation. So you're still trying to get salvation in his name. People are dying going to hell because they're trying to get salvation in his name. You can't get salvation in his name. That's the old dispensation. you got to get salvation in his blood. You was not in the Israel family. Jesus gave them his name. In verse 38, they said, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, them who? House of Israel. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of sins. Why were they baptized? Come on, I need you to talk to them. I got one minute. Why were they baptized? They were baptized for the remission of sins. Well, things about to change in Acts chapter 13. You don't have to get forgiven of sin through water baptism no more. Paul ministry started. Amen. <coughs> Let's go to it. Acts chapter 13. In verse 38, Paul ministry started. What is Paul going to tell him? Acts chapter number 13, verse 38. Be it known you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man... You ain't got to water baptize no more. You don't have to repent for salvation. Through this man, through this man... Unto you, through this man, that through this man is preached. Through this man is preached unto you now, the forgiveness of sin. You don't have to get water baptized to get forgiveness of sin. Through this man is preached. When I preach this man, you're going to receive forgiveness. When you believe this man died for, you, died for your sins and buried in God, raised him from the dead, you're going to get forgiveness of sin. 
That's where we're going to start at next week. Matter of fact, you'll see in this house the next service. Through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sin. And then verse 39 says, and by him all that believe. Believe what? This man. Believe he died for your sins and he was buried and God raised him from the dead. When you believe that, you are justified. The word justified means made righteous. You are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. What's the law of Moses? By water baptism. You was water baptized, but it didn't justify you. But this man, when you preach this man, in his death, burial, and resurrection, you are justified from all things. Come on, church, I need you to win. I need you to believe the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 15. I'm, a, I'm just going to go there and close out. My time is already gone. You can tell I, I want you real bad. I want that 2.9 billion. First Corinthians chapter 15. And verse number one. See, you got to understand the message changed. Once Paul's message started, no more repent. No more be baptized in Jesus' name. For the remission of sin. No, no, no. You're preaching, you're preaching Christ now for the remission of sin. Christ died for your sin. So when you go back and read Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter number 26 and verse 18 again, you read the whole thing, it tell you nothing about repentance, nothing about water baptized, but at the end of that, it tell you you can receive remission of sin. One verse. Put it on the screen as we close. Acts 26, 18. We're going to close with that. Acts chapter 26 and verse 18. My job is to make sure your soul is saved. If your soul is not saved, follow, follow me. It's not going to be my fault. You chose to believe something else. Coming back to this camera. Acts chapter 26 and verse 18. Read it real good. It says, open your eyes. Turn them from darkness to light. Turning from the power of Satan to God that they may receive. Preach Christ crucified that they may receive. Is everybody no water baptized? That they may receive. What are they going to receive first? What are they going to receive? I'm back to your question. You got to receive forgiveness of sin. You have to receive it. When you believe, you receive the forgiveness of sins. When you believe Christ died for your sins and buried in God, raised from the dead, you receive forgiveness of sins. And then after that, you can get your inheritance. Now come on, get up on your feet. Come on, get up on your feet. I want to leave that scripture on the board. Come on, now let's read it. Let's read it like we believe it. It says, open your eyes, turn them from God to the light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may what? They may receive forgiveness of sin. What is said about no water baptism? See, so you, you're over there in Peter's ministry. You're at Peter's church. That's what people are. They're at Peter's church because they want to be baptized in water in Jesus' name. They're at Peter's church because they want to take communion this morning. Isn't that something? It's just like this. John the Baptist have a church set up in Pontiac, and folk go to John the Baptist church. Peter got churches in Pontiac. 
and people go to Peter Church. And Paul got a church over here, 511 South Sanford Street in Pontiac, Michigan. It's Paul Church. Because in Paul Church, we preach Christ. We preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ suffered. He died. He buried. He raised again. That's how I got my salvation. Hey, my time is already up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open under you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. 